A very warm New Year greetings and welcome to UCA News Weekly Summary, your guide for news and information about and of interest to the church in Asia. I'm John Lawrenson. Pope Francis expressed his sadness and offered prayers for the victims of a deadly earthquake in Japan. In a telegram message sent by Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Parolin on Tuesday, the Pope offered his blessings of consolation and strength for the people of Japan's quake-hit Ishikawa Prefecture. At least 78 people were killed and more than 50 were reported missing on Thursday as rescuers battled to reach hundreds still cut off from help three days after the disaster. The 7.5-magnitude quake struck on Monday, followed by hundreds of aftershocks after the main powerful tremor. At least 330 people were injured, while dozens of buildings crumbled. Thousands of homes were without power and water, while access was blocked in hard-hit areas. Earthquakes are common in Japan. In 2011, a massive 9.0 magnitude undersea quake triggered a tsunami that's left around 18,500 people dead or missing. A Christian minister from the communist government in Kerala state of southern India has drawn flak from church leaders after he mocked Catholic bishops for attending Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Christmas Day lunch while violence against Christians continues in the country. Minister for Culture Saji Cherian said the Christian leaders who joined the gathering did not discuss the continuing violence in India, particularly in the northeastern state of Manipur, where more than 200 died and 50,000 were displaced in sectarian clashes. He alleged that bishops forgot Manipur when they took wine and cake served by Modi's Bharatiya Janata Party. The Kerala Catholic Bishops' Council has termed the statements as irresponsible and inappropriate and asked for a public apology. Church leaders claimed they did speak about violence against Christians while Modi praised the community for its contributions to the country. Critics say Cherian's remarks are politically motivated as Modi's party seeks to woo Christian votes in Kerala state. A South Korean interreligious social welfare council has honoured 27 individuals and institutions, including five Catholic organisations, for their work for the marginalised communities. The awards by the Korean Council of Religious and Social Welfare were handed over to the recipients at the national capital Seoul last Wednesday. The awardees were hailed for their hard work and cooperation in the field of social welfare. Korean Catholic Church supports millions of people at home and abroad through various social welfare projects at the regional diocesan, religious congregation and organisational levels. The church runs about 100 Catholic social welfare organisations, has 1,297 affiliated facilities and more than 20,000 workers nationwide. These services are vital in the East Asian nation. Though South Korea is Asia's fourth largest economy and a developed country, about 15% of its people still live in poverty, the fourth highest rate among 30 developed countries. A state-run body in China has relaunched a propaganda film targeting Italy-based magazine Bitter Winter and its parent body, 
accusing them of promoting banned cult movements. National anti-cult organization China Antique Jiao Association has been screening the film The Bitter Winter of Belief, Sneaking Cults, across the country since last December. The film slams the magazine and its parent body, the Centre for Studies on New Religions, as promoters of cults banned by China, including the Church of Almighty God. The film was first launched in Brussels last June. It has been screened all over China since December the 20th. Massimo Introvigne, head of Cesnur, dismissed the allegations and claimed the centre and the magazine were targeted because they reported on violations of religious freedom and human rights in China, particularly on the persecution of religious groups and movements. Rights groups regularly rank China among the world's worst offenders on religious freedom and human rights. Church groups in Indonesia's Catholic-majority Flores Island have rushed to help villagers who fled their homes after a volcano erupted on New Year's Day. Around 2,400 people from six villages in East Flores Regency were evacuated to 11 temporary shelters following the powerful eruption of Lewotobi Lakilaki volcano. Catholic charity Caritas has offered some 150 mats, 1,100 masks, 30 doses of mineral water and 30 pieces of chicken eggs as of Wednesday. The eruption spewed volcanic ash across a six-kilometre area, resulting in poor visibility. Aid workers reported that the displaced people badly need food, clean water, storage tanks, cooking utensils, firewood, masks, sleeping equipment, sanitary napkins, tarpaulins and food for babies and toddlers. Flores Island is part of the Pacific Ring of Fire, where the meeting of continental plates causes high volcanic and seismic activity. Indonesia has nearly 130 active volcanoes. Thousands in Catholic-majority Philippines have continued to flock to theatres to watch an award-winning film on three priests executed by the Spanish colonisers in the 19th century. Released nationwide on Christmas Day, the historical biopic Gomburza retells the story of three native Filipino priests, Mariano Gomez, José Apolonio Burgos and Yacinto Zamora. The priests were executed on the orders of the Spanish colonial authorities on charges of subversion and treason on February the 17th, 1872. They were accused of involvement in the Cavite mutiny in January of that year. Produced by Jesuit Communications, MQuest Ventures and CMB Film Services, the movie has received awards in several film festivals, including the 49th Metro Manila Film Festival last week. The sacrifice of the priest inspired Dr. José Rizal, a national hero who was executed on December the 30th, 1896, at the same place where the three priests were executed. Rizal's execution sparked a massive revolution against the Spanish colonial government, which ruled the country from 1565 to 1898. Hong Kong pro-democracy advocate and business tycoon Jimmy Lai this Tuesday pleaded not guilty to sedition and collusion charges in a high-profile national security trial. If convicted, 76-year-old Lai faces lifetime imprisonment. A devout Catholic, Jimmy Lai is the founder of the now-shuttered popular Chinese-language pro-democracy tabloid Apple Daily. 
He has drawn the ire of the Chinese Communist Party and pro-Beijing administration in Hong Kong for supporting pro-democracy protests in the politically troubled former British colony. He is also accused of collusion with foreign powers by calling for international sanctions against Chinese and Hong Kong officials. During the trial, Lai pleaded not guilty in English for each of the three charges read out. He wore a white shirt and a navy blue jacket and was surrounded by three prison guards in the defendant's dock. Lai's trial, which began in late 2023 after he was jailed for more than 1,100 days, is being closely watched globally as a barometer of Hong Kong's political freedoms and judicial independence. Choice leaders in Vietnam expect the Vatican to formalise diplomatic relations with their communist-ruled nation this year as they welcome the first resident papal envoy to the country just before Christmas. Pope Francis appointed Archbishop Marek Zalewski as the first resident pontifical representative on December the 23rd, nearly half a century after Vietnam severed ties with the Vatican following the communist takeover of the south of the country in 1975. 60-year-old Polish-born Zalewski has served as the Apostolic Nuncio to Singapore and as the non-resident papal representative to Vietnam since 2018. Archbishop Joseph Nguyen Nang, head of Vietnam's Bishops' Conference, said they hope the first resident papal representative will be a clearer, visible sign of communion between the Church in Vietnam and the Pope. Vietnam's Deputy Minister of Home Affairs, Vu Chien Thang, called Zalewski's appointment a historic moment that opened a new chapter in Vietnam-Vatican relations. The Communist government cut off all ties with the Vatican in 1975 after the nation's reunification under Communist rule. The government of Malaysian Prime Minister Anwar Ibrahim alleged a plot by political heavyweights led by the opposition to overthrow the ruling regime. The government's community communications department confirmed that such a plot was hatched during a meeting of Malaysian politicians in Dubai, which became known as the Dubai Move. The leaders involved in the plot allegedly include politicians from the opposition and also leaders from Anwar's ruling bloc. Several opposition leaders, however, dismissed the allegations as unfounded. The rumours about the Dubai move began circulating when the government started a crackdown on corruption and abuse of power involving top politicians such as former finance minister Daim Zainuddin. Daim is reportedly accused of a scam that wiped out 27 billion US dollars of the stock market's capitalisation in 1997. He is known to have close ties with former Prime Minister Mahathir Mohamed. Mahathir's son, Mirzan, was reportedly being investigated for graft. Many have lauded Anwar for going after the political elites linked to some of the nation's biggest financial scandals in line with his election promises. However, some have alleged he is seeking to settle old political scores to solidify his grip on power. That is all we have for this first week of 2024. 
visit ucanews.com for all the news and information that you need to know about Asian Church and its people. Share the link and spread the word and do take a New Year's resolution to help and support our mission by making a contribution to ucanews.com slash donate. The show is produced by Binu Alex, and as usual, I will be with you next week and throughout the year. Goodbye for now. Thank you.